Welcome to Recovering My Inner Child. My name is Kawan Saluja. We start our reading today with ACA Strengthening My Recovery, and the topic is Tradition 3. Adult children who are codependents, addicts, debtors, overeaters, sexually compulsive, alcoholics, and gamblers are members if they have a desire to recover from the effects of a dysfunctional family. We cannot turn away anyone seeking help from the isolation and madness of the effects of a dysfunctional upbringing. Big Red Book, page 505. What I like about this is, you know, there was definitely when I first got into this program and, uh, you know, even subsequent times, uh, did I really fit in? Did my trauma qualify? Um, and the, the thing about Tradition 3 is as long as you have a desire to recover from the effects of a dysfunctional family, I think the other part that was pretty strong was also uh, we cannot turn anyone seeking help from the isolation and madness of the effects of a dysfunctional upbringing. And, you know, I, I hope I'm growing with this podcast. It's definitely not a linear process, but I think to really understand that what happened during childhood was not right um, and to closer, you know, and by doing the work, getting to an attitude of neutrality um, of what happened, but, you know, not saying those, you know, like in some programs, uh, some phrases that are worrisome are what's the use. And uh, in this, I would say uh, it wasn't that bad or they did the best they can. And it's like, yeah, it's still isolation and madness. Back to the reading. The all or nothing thinking that most ACAs have before recovery would have us draw bold lines about who is a bona fide ACA member or not. Time has shown that the people coming to a meeting are the only ones who can say they are members, and once having claimed a seat, and with rare exception, no one can force them to give it up. Our fellowship welcomes anyone from a dysfunctional home, whether alcohol was present or not. Adults brought up in a foster homes usually lived in dysfunctional situations and can also find a safe place with us to share the effects of their childhood experiences. There are some occasions when a member creates such fear that the group's conscience has to step in to set up appropriate boundaries. Fortunately, these instances are extremely rare. The scarier idea is that an adult child may be turned away from her door, usually by well-meaning ACAs who unknowingly let their own biases get in the way. Just because someone doesn't talk or they yell, curse, pout, or cry does not disqualify them from membership. On this day, unless someone is creating a hazard to others or to the meeting property, I will do what I can to ensure that all my members are free to express their experiences as best they can. And, you know, I think the traditions, um, you know, someone, a really well-meaning person has told me is that it's just, this is just an operating procedure for life, you know, um, you know, unless someone is creating a hazard, um, then, you know, we're kind of on, on the same team, regardless of if we act different or there's irritations, both minor or major. Um, you know, life is a we program, and that's one of the things that I'm learning from it. The next reading is Workplace Recovery. Again, from Strengthening My Recovery, we have a high t- tolerance for workplace dysfunction and tend to stick it out in an unhappy job because we lack the self-esteem to lead. 
Yes, I think a lot of times, you know, I rarely ask the question, am I happy or what do I want or what do I really want? You know, kind of like within a company before I got into recovery. It's probably, you know, I have my degree and my graduate degree. And I think sometimes the common thing was like, well, I don't know how to do this. And it's like, no, that's actually not the problem. It's not the problem at all. You know, the problem is spiritual malady caused by living in a dysfunctional family because, you know, that, you know, people, you you know, healthy people do not stay in unhealthy relationships, uh, whether that's people from the opposite sex or, um, you know, in workplace things. And I think, uh, you know, unhealthy behaviors can often be, you know, connoted by a lack of self-esteem. And, you know, what I need to remind myself is when I'm meandering or feel like I am, uh, you know, that's the time to ask and reach out for help. Back to the reading. Many of us were trained to be numb, so we were. We didn't speak up for ourselves at work or anywhere because it made us feel guilty. When we were abused, we stayed way past respectable limits. We were prone to being bullied. When put on the spot, we usually crumbled, even though we knew in our gut we were right. Underneath, we seethed with anger and resentment. As we change and grow with the steps, sponsorship, and meeting attendance, we take our recovery with us everywhere. We see direct results as we leave self-destructive self-abuse behind in our personal life and detach from those we are addicted to, oftentimes our parents. So in our work life, it can seem as if a spell has been broken. People who used to push us around or take us for granted now begin to respond differently as we set healthy limits. We are changing the rules and it has a ripple effect. We are more than our jobs and now give ourselves the gift of free time to enjoy the things we like. This builds our character and self-esteem one day at a time. On this day, I will begin to stand up for myself at work and elsewhere when I need to. I will gently say no to what is not right for me and celebrate my successes. I will ask for help to deal with anything negative I may get in return. Yeah, wonderful, wonderful reading. A lot of things about this is we are more than our jobs. And at least in, 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 in my experience, a lot of the self-worth was attached to the job. And I think a lot of self-worth was a relationship. And the gift of free time, you know, because it seems like a job and relationship takes all your life, so you might as well get those right. What I'm realizing is, no, play is really, you know, feelings, creativity, play, spirituality, you know, all things with my inner child is really the key, uh, key aspect to my recovery is spending time doing the things I love. And sometimes those things I love will filter into workplace and relationships. It's, again, you know, athletes don't have six packs because they work on their six pack. Athletes have six packs because they're athletes. And I realized that, you know, success in, in workplace and relationships don't really come from working on workplace and relationships. It comes on living spiritual principles, you know, whatever that may be. And for me, it's, it's ACA um, and other 12-step material, but anything. And I think celebrating the successes and just realizing, you know, pausing, not to look at the bad. I think that was a thing is just to savor like the good things, you know, the uh, consistent creation of podcasts, for example, today, I think uh, this month is March. And uh, this is the second month uh, or the first month in so long that I released two podcasts in one month, um, not to mention just this uh, really tough time. Um you know, and, and, and being able to work um, during this uh, tough time, um, you know, and, and other successes that I don't need to get into, but it was just something that I'm trying to remind myself. 
The next reading is from Melody Beatty's The Language of Letting Go. The topic is experiment. Experiment. Try something new. Try stepping out. We have held back too long. We have held ourselves back too long. As children, many of us were deprived of the right to experiment. Many of us are depriving ourselves of the right to experiment and learn as adults. Now is the time to experiment. It is an important part of your recovery. Let yourself try things. Let yourself try something new. Yes, you will make mistakes, but from those mistakes, you can learn what your values are. Some things we just won't like. That's good. Then we'll know a little more about who we are and what we don't like. Some things we will like. They will work with our values. They will work with who we are. And we will discover something important and life enriching. There is quiet time in recovery, a time to stand still and heal, a time to give ourselves a cooling off time. This is a time of introspection and healing. It is an important time. We deal with our issues. There also comes a time when it is equally important to experiment, to begin to test the water. Recovery does not equal abstention from life. Recovery means learning to live and learning to live fully. Recovery means exploration, investigation, and experimentation. Recovery means doing with the rigid shame-based rules from the past and formulating healthy values based on self-love and love for others and living in harmony with this world. Experiment. Try something new. Maybe you won't like it. Maybe you'll make a mistake, but maybe you will like it and maybe you'll discover something you love. Today, I will give myself permission to experiment in life. I will stop rigidly holding myself back and I will jump in when jumping in feels right. God, help me let go of my need to deprive myself of, of being alive. Wow. And vitality is such a common word. You know, I loved when Alice Miller said the opposite of depression uh, is vitality and um, deprive myself of being alive. And, you know, part of one of the actions that I, you know, the notes that I think about is to really put time on my schedule for experimentation, uh, you know, maybe a day, maybe a weekend, because, um, you know, Julia Cameron, who has changed my life with The Artist Way, recommends two non-negotiables, Morning Pages, which is a stream of consciousness of three pages, kind of like this podcast sometimes, and then also uh, The Artist Date, which is once a week you take yourself out on a date somewhere. And uh, I've actually uh, struggled far more with The Artist Date, and I think that comes from that deprive myself of being alive. And it's good um, to vary schedules up. And I think there's that part of like being an actor or getting a new career, um, you know, just trying something on. And I think act as if is something as I move through recovery is something very, very important. Um, the other thing I liked about this was it was a paragraph that had the recovery means exploration, investigation and experimentation. You know, mistakes are fine in exploration, investigation, experimentation. If Columbus had like gone around the world and been afraid to make a mistake. There would have been no exploration. There would have been no investigation and there wouldn't have been any experimentation. And I'm not getting into like who discovered America and all that kind of stuff. I'm just giving an example of what this reticence and fear of making mistakes can be. And as I realize that mistakes are a sign of recovery because you can kind of see what you want to do and what you really want to do. The final reading comes from Melody Beatty's The Language of Letting Go. And the topic is getting needs met. Picture yourself walking through a meadow. There is a path opening before you. As you walk, you feel hungry. Look to your left. There's a fruit, full fruit tree in full right. Pick what you need. Steps later, you notice you're thirsty. On your right, there's a fresh water spring. 
When you are tired, a resting place emerges. When you are lonely, a friend appears to walk with you. When you get lost, a teacher with a map appears. Before long, you notice the flow, need and supply, desire and fulfillment. Maybe you wonder, someone gave me the need because someone planned to fulfill it. Maybe I had to feel the need so I would notice and accept the gift. Maybe closing my eyes to the desire closes my arms to its fulfillment. Demand and supply, desire and fulfillment, a continuous cycle unless we break it. All the necessary supplies have been planned and provided for this journey. Today, everything I need shall be supplied to me. And that concludes today's episode of Recovering My Inner Child. My name is Kawan Saluja. Until next time, this is Kawan signing off, reminding myself to pause. Because that's where God is. To feel my feelings. And to love myself.